Hi, how you doing? You well? You well? How's things? You're looking good anyway. No, look, come here. I need to level with you, right? This is going to be a very short podcast. This is going to be a bite-sized podcast, right? I'm very tired and I don't have a lot of time. Um, I'm very tired because of all those gigs. I was doing the uh, four nights at uh, Ivy Gardens and what a four nights. Thank you, everyone who came out. It was such an incredible crowd. It was such crack. I want to thank everyone apart from the fucking maniac who let off a stink bomb <laughs> in the last it's not funny he's an asshole uh, in the last uh, gig uh, to top it all off uh, but I want to say thank you so much to everyone who endured the smell of shite in the whole for about 40 minutes for that gig I really appreciate you sitting there and then everyone started spraying deodorant and it just smelled like you know like a real potpourri jacks after someone shit really bad in it so thank you very much for your understanding um, uh, not understand. Thank you very much. Well, also, yes. Actually, do you know what? As well, I, you know, I'm not going to apologize for how short this episode is. I'm going to say thank you for your understanding. Thanks for understanding that I'm a bit tired and I only have half an hour with which to record this. Okay, so thank you for that. You must never apologize. Only thank the person. Thank you for your understanding with my lack of fidelity in this relationship. I appreciate your understanding in me riding rings around you, love. <laughs> you know? Thank you for your understanding in me pouring all this milk on your computer and ruining it. I appreciate your understanding at this time. You never say sorry. <laughs> you must never say sorry. <laughs> um, thank you for your understanding seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> No, it doesn't. I apologize. Excuse me too much. I've always said to my wife, my apologies are like pound shop hammers. They get the job done, but you really can't rely on them, you know? Um, they're not long term. I'm getting better at it. I'm getting braver now. You find, you kind of find your footing as you get into a marriage, you know? We're here long enough, and I'm like, well, you know what? I'm actually going to start defending myself here, you know? I feel like when we all, when we joined, the, when I feel like when me and my wife got married, I was like... I was like the little George Harrison. Like I was little George Harrison. And I was like, yeah, whatever you say, Terry. Looking up to her like she's John Lennon, right? And now I'm like, I'm after writing something and it's a fucking banger. And if you don't like it, I'll make a double album. <laughs> That's not a great analogy. And it's not even really true. I think I just wanted to talk about... Um, Talk, yeah, whatever. Hey, how you doing though? Are you good? A nice bit of chill. Uh, I'm running out. I'm trying. I'm still trying to talk about how the weather's, you know, to people out on the street, people on the street, uh, about how the weather's a little bit cooler. But uh, I, you know, that 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 has passed. That has. It's been cool for a while now. So I need to find some other fucking stupid thing. Do you see Kerry there? Did well, you know, whatever. I don't even fucking know. You know, is that significant? I don't know. Is it the first time they've ever won? I don't know. Have they won 50 times? Is that a monumental thing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know Anne. But I was seeing them all out, the Kerry men. Uh, here, what's a Kerry man? What's a Kerry man's? What's the Kerry man's latest invention? The Kerry man. What is his latest invention? Um, uh, an upside down ladder. <laughs> Something like that. Something they do. Something DJ Kerry might uh, uh, fucking whatever invent. You know, is he a carry footballer? I don't know. Is he a hurler? Again, who who knows at this point? <laughs> me, not clearly not me. DJ Carey, uh, I think, is a football player. And I remember thinking, it was like, where's he from? And someone said Carey. And I'm like, his name's Carey. He's from Carey. 
Is he a DJ? No. I'm like, this there's, 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 name is so confusing, I'm going to remember it forever. This whole situation with DJ Carey, everyone's talking about how weird it is. And I'm not going to be able to forget about it, you know? But, um, yeah, commiserations to God. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I didn't watch it. Um, not that I'm against it. I'm not one of those, I told you, I'm not one of those little incels, you know, who posts a Reddit being, you know, like, me at the sports ball game. They dunked the ball at the touchdown bag. You know? You know, you come on. Come on, mate. You know enough about pop culture, mate. Come on. Don't faff about me. Football as well, especially. The four sports ball game with the offside. Like, it couldn't be a more simple game. That's why it's so fucking boring, because it's so simple. You know? That's why I find it so boring. I'm letting it all hang out. Dr. Fraser Crane on the fucking mic today. Letting it all hang out. <laughs> I don't even think that's a lyric in Toss Salad slang- Scrambled Eggs. <laughs> a shite podcast. <laughs> this is a shite podcast. But I'm so happy you're here. Um, I'm going on my holly bops now next week, going to France, as we call it. Remember, well, some guy came in. I told, I talked about this before. He came in to give us a talk in transition year, and two things he said were like, I've, I've com- like completely lost respect for you. The first thing he said was, um, he was trying to give an example of a movie. It's like, say, the latest p- Hollywood blockbuster, you know, uh, I don't know, A Knight's Tale with Keith Ledger, and I'm like, well, now I fucking can't respect anything else comes out of your mind, uh, and your mouth. You know, because he said Keith Ledger. You know, you got that wrong. Um, And like your, you know, playground rules would be if you were to do that sort of thing, say Keith Ledger and get it wrong in front of a kind of a, a circle of lads, you would be jocked, you might be bagged, and you might be pushed over. But you're an adult. I can't do that to you. But I can choose to not hear anything else you say. You know, so if you tell me Keith Ledger and you get the name wrong, then I've checked out. I'm gone. I'm out of here. All right. That's fine. It's fine. Just like, you know, let's shake hands. Never speak again. We have nothing in common. You said Keith Ledger. But then he doubled up and he was talking about, he was just like over explaining some idea about work and play and about, you know, how, you know, you get to go on holiday, but you have to do hard work. Some shit. I don't know. I don't even remember who he is. I don't know who he is. I don't even, not even sure if this was in transition year. But I'm definitely sure a man came in to speak to our class. And the only thing I remember is that he said Keith Ledger instead of Heath Ledger. And he said that he was on holiday in, in his words, France. He was in France. This South County Dublin guy. He obviously, it's, you know, it's uh, not all not all uh, hard work. You know, of course, you get a bit of playtime. You know, I was just recently on holiday in France. France. You know, you just get a little blip. You're like, did a fucking portal open up here just for a millisecond? And a Frenchman just stand there for a millisecond? You know, it's so jarring. And then, you, then you're like, no, it didn't. No, actually, you know, you're a wanker. You saying France like that makes me think you think more highly of France than I do, and I'm a wanker, because I'm not saying it right. You saying that proper is making me scared, and I think you're a piece of shit for doing that to me personally. <laughs> so look, we had nothing in common beforehand with the whole Keith Ledger thing. Now I think you're out. Now I just think you're a dickhead. I think you like France. I think you think that you like France more than me. And that might be true because I had not been to France. But I don't like you bragging about how much you like France <laughs> by saying France. Okay? So, uh, you know, anyway. Yeah. 
again, I do not remember who this man was. I don't remember what is, you know, what he was even talking about. I don't remember when it was, but I remember those two things. Another thing I remember is we have to go off to this thing. We had another person, like, but they didn't actually come into our class. We went off to some, like, retreat or something. And it was an all-day thing where this guy was going to be giving us a talk. And this guy was, like, a former alcoholic slash musician. And he was going to give us a talk about how he found God, right? And let me tell you, this did, this this dude needed a script editor big time. It was a long, a long show. He was talking for like three hours, and then we had a break, and he talked for another three hours about fucking about himself. Can you imagine that? More self indulgent, right? And he didn't do anything. He didn't do anything. He just was an alcoholic, being like, "Where? Yeah, but this is fucking Dublin. Like, what are you talking? This is Ireland, you know." And his rock bottom was that his daughter or something saw him really drunk one time. You know, he made a he made a show he made a show of himself at like a barbecue. And I'm like, bro, you need to take this to the fringe so everyone can tell you how bad this is. <laughs> that you never do this again. But he didn't. What he did do is slap a fucking god on it, start selling it around to all the schools, and also to be so self indulgent as to be t- given a six hour fucking. <laughs> a black box theater show that was so rehearsed and fucking trite and he would like laugh at the right bits when he was remembering a bit and then he would like stare off when he was like trying to remember you know like faking that he's trying to remember the story what was it uh two years ago now or like shut up shut up and we're sitting there and guess what if you're in the edinburgh fringe or the dublin fringe you can like you know you might be like, oh, well, that's annoying. This is 10 quid I spent and it's not very good. But you can still leave. We had to sit. We had to sit there. And if we left, we got in trouble. And he knew that. And he knew that. And he was playing with it. There's no way he would have a six-hour show if he knew the people. <laughs> if he knew that people could leave. Right? But the details that I remember are, right, that he he said that he didn't believe in God. Right? And... Whatever, he had shit with his family, whatever, but it wasn't that mad, you know? He wasn't, like, molested or anything like that. Um, and he wasn't, I think he just wasn't, family didn't, parents didn't tell me lo- they loved him, right? Which, again, you know, so grateful that my parents, you know, took a, a generational leap to end that bad habit. And I've had nothing but love from my parents. And they probably, they, they didn't get it. They didn't get that kind of, uh, you know, probably weren't told that they were, parents were proud of them and that they loved them right so as far as i'm concerned that's you know that's familiar territory of a previous generation but this generation's a bit different so he's moaning about the fact that his parents said he didn't love him and i'm like i get it that'd be awful or whatever not six hour edinburgh fringe show <laughs> quality of like a bad thing you know it's not up to that caliber you know where you pull the rug at the second act and you're like oh, i was laughing now this is serious you know um, it wasn't that good. Anyway, but what he said was, whatever, he got drunk at a fucking barbecue and then he was, his wife was annoyed at him the next day and his kid was annoyed at him the next day and he was like crying. And then he says he saw God, like saw God, like he saw a light, like physically saw a light, like physically saw a light, saw God's face, uh, happiness came over him, he felt it all through his body, God spoke to him and told him that he loved him and that he is loved. And I, like obviously we were totally checked out before he said this, right? And all and our hands go up and we're like, oh, okay, a few questions, right? What exactly does he look like? What color was he? Did he have long hair? Did he have a beard? Is he a man? What's his voice like? Does he have an accent? 
You know, and is he how big is he? Is he tall? Uh, you know, you know, what was was he wavy? Was he like, you know, was he shiny? Was he metallic? What color is his skin? Does he have nice teeth? Is he handsome? You know, asking all these questions and we're, and he's like, no, please look, look, we'll save all the questions to the end. You know, and the fucking bullshitter never answered the questions. He never came back to it. Right. But he didn't answer us. So we're all fascinated by this. Right. And then he says that he decided then after speaking directly to God, he says he spoke to God, right? The God. The God that only spoke to, like, like Moses, <laughs> Abraham, you know, his own son, uh, Job, uh, a few others, not even one apostle, not even one apostle. And this fucking clown from Artane, <laughs> this clown, right? So he's of a the of a dozen people ever who have physically spoken to God and God took time out to speak to this guy to tell him not to drink so much at a fucking barbecue <laughs> so as to disappoint his daughter, right? The omnipotent being Jehovah decided to speak to this clown rather than go to I don't know like Crumlin Hospital, right? Or anywhere anywhere else, you know? But whatever reason, God chose him, right? You got like Job, Abraham, Moses, and fucking Dave from Artane, right? So he also told him, stop drinking, look after your family, look after yourself, love yourself, love your fellow man, all that stuff, right? And so your man goes, yeah, yeah, so I did, you know, I stopped drinking, and I turned my life around, you know? I got a better job, I started looking after my family, I started losing weight, I started feeling really confident, but unfortunately, my demons caught up with me. And before I knew it, I was drinking again. I'm like, so we're like, what? Sorry, what? So you spoke to God specifically. He asked you not to drink anymore. This is the same God that asked your man to kill Job, to kill his son on a mountain, and he was almost gonna. The same God that asked Moses to free all the Jews, and he did, and kill a few Egyptians along the way. The same God that asked his son to allow himself to be crucified asked you. The God, this is a God you believe in. He asked you not to drink anymore. And you, <laughs> and you did. And you did. Are you not the biggest sinner? It's like, are you not the worst person who has ever lived morally in the history of Christianity? <laughs> we couldn't believe it, right? And then he keeps talking, keeps talking. And he goes, you know, I was drinking again. I, you know, was ruining my relationships. So then when God visited me a second time, we were like, oh, fuck off. Do you know what? He's actually deserve each other used to, you and God, right? You're just as bad as the other. Him speaking to you and not like someone who really needs it and you fucking it up constantly, right? And I remember <laughs> I remember thinking like that like you're actually doing God a disservice here. And I mean an obvious disservice in the fact that you keep letting him down as well as your whole family, right? But you know, the fact that God being associated with you is kind of bringing him down a peg. Do you know what I mean? You know, sometimes you see it in like a pop song and you're like, why is that? You know, like say, I don't know. LMFAO featuring Beyonce. And you're like, why is Beyonce doing that? <laughs> there must be some contractual obligation. Why the fuck is she doing that? You know? That's what's happened here. Dave from Artane featuring God. You're like, why is God doing that? Remember we actually did have it. No, he wasn't a drug addict, but he was a drug counsellor came in and gave us a talk, right? And this is the thing I remember from that. 
<laughs> right? He ended up like he ended up just giving us loads of tips on how to take drugs. Well, like I mean, not nothing good, but he did say this, right? He said, and of course, it's obviously you know huffing petrol. It's called. It's when you you know you might take a rag or an open kind of bottle full of petrol and inhale it, you know. And then like, and, sir, like what what you know what kind of you know, or not, sir? He wasn't. He didn't. He didn't hold that level of esteem. But oi, mate. You know, what kind of buzz would you get off that? You know, it was kind of euphoria, kind of dizziness, you know, like, that sounds way better than the American dream. <laughs> and then we were asking more questions. <laughs> or like, you're like, how would they be getting the petrol? Like, presumably kids can't just go into a petrol station and just fill up and just walk out, you know? And they're like, and he was like, well, you know, it's it's not like petrol station petrol. It would be kind of like you can go into the air and hobby shop and buy petrol for like a remote control car or a boat. And we were like, <laughs> like scribbling frantically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And how much is it? Um, and I've never done it. I've never tried petrol. But then what he said was, uh, he said, um, but like, honestly, seriously, you know, don't do it. You know, it, it is very easy. It's very easily accessible. It's cheap. <laughs> you know, um, but, you know, I've heard stories of, 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 I heard a story of a young girl who unfortunately died because she was huffing so much petrol. And actually, he, and he said this, right? He said, and actually recently, um, a school that I visited, telling them about the, you know, the, you know, about petrol and how they should stay away from petrol. One of the girls in that didn't heed my warning. And unfortunately, now she has brain damage. And I'm like, maybe you're part of the problem, bro. Maybe don't go around enlightening young boys on how to get their rocks off at the iron hobby shop. <laughs> you know, that may or may not, you know, reduce, you know, result in brain damage. Uh, I always remember that. But look, I did four gigs, so I'm uh, I'm quite tired. I hope you can appreciate it. And I love you, and I hope you know that I love you. And look, if you'd like to listen to some more podcasts, you know where you can do that. You can go over to patreon.com forward slash Tony Cantwell, where there's over a hundred podcasts you have not listened to yet. And just for the price of a pint or a too expensive coffee, uh, you can listen to all of those bad boys. You can also get first dibs on anything, whether it's, you know, a gig, a uh, live podcast, uh, those watch-along things where we talk over movies. Every single one of those is uh, gets early dibs over on the Patreon. And like the Killian and Shane uh, show that we did, that was last week's podcast, that was uh, all those tickets uh, got snatched up by uh, patrons on the Patreon. I won't do that again. I'll, I'll allow some for patrons and others for everyone else, but that was, that was a mistake on me. I didn't think that it all get snatched up, but they did, um, which, uh, you know, it's great. <laughs> but I'm sorry that wasn't available for general public. Uh, for people who are in the position to give to the Patreon. But look, thanks very much. I'll be back next week where I'll be joined by a guest uh, to wrap up all of the blockbusters of um, of tw- the summer blockbusters of 2022 and to maybe talk a little bit about uh, the future of um, movies, the MCU, where we think it's going. Um, so that's going to be next Tuesday. The Hibernian conspiracy about how the Ireland are actually overseeing everything and controlling the world is incoming. I've just landed on some new research that I need to fully absorb, thanks to associate producer of the pod, Ben Clifford. And uh, that's me. That's it. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back with, a, of course, a full-length episode on Friday on the Patreon, and then back to normal next Tuesday. All the best. Bye-bye. It's only here, we'll shit show.